Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi there, and welcome to everybody watching the Wednesday warm-up presented by This Is Ibrox Live. Today, I am joined by Ian Mitchell. How are you doing today, Ian? All good, mate. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. There's plenty to get our uh, teeth into in today's episode, so looking forward to that. And Kieran, you were stuck on with me last Wednesday again. Don't know what you've done to, to be on with me again this Wednesday. You must have done something bad this week, but how, how are you getting on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, mate. The international break, um, I think it's a great break for us all mentally from Rangers as well. <laughs> so for, for once, uh, we're actually... Uh, I'm trying to think the best way to put this, welcoming an international break, but as ever, there's never a quiet day at Rangers, is there? There certainly is not, and uh, look, we're going a bit international tonight, I've just noticed in some of the comments, Pete Lawrence says, I'm in Dubai, so hello in Dubai, and the Blue Bells are blue, says early morning here in Singapore, so hello in Singapore and Dubai, and thanks for for been up this early and, and, and tuning in and watching us. Um, but look, on today's show, as always, we'll get the guys' thoughts on what they are looking for in the new Rangers manager. We'll take a look at the two who appear to be the sort of two front runners uh, at the moment with Philippe Clement and, and Kevin Muscat being the two that, that seem to be everybody's talking about in social media. Get the guys using the coaching setup. Is it important to have a Rangers man in there? That's something that I've been consistently hearing this week. I mean, not even appointed a bloody manager yet. Um, what must the manager do when they came when they come into the new squad, or and how should the the playing personnel? Do we expect changes in the playing personnel? And just because you're getting called up to the Senegal squad this week, I just want to throw some some love on Abdullah Sima at the end of the podcast as well. But listen, Ian, look, we'll get straight into the discussion. Um, I think the last time you were on was would have been was it Limassol? So hopefully something will be a bit more positive to talk about today. Um, but before getting into the sort of specific uh, managerial qualities that that a Rangers manager or sorry specific managers I should say, what managerial qualities should should a Rangers manager 
come in having and, and let me know what you think in the comments guys as well I think it kind of extends more what any manager should have and it's a certain style a certain way of playing I know a lot of Rangers fans would just say a winning manager that's enough obviously that would be but I think these days you have to have a certain style a certain way of play a certain method to what you're doing because that's what's been killing me all season to be honest trying to work out what formation we was trying to do what setup he was trying to do what style we were going for it just it never made any sense to me the whole wing sorry wingerless setup we were going for didn't work so as long as a guy can come in put some building blocks in place with the players we've got that'd be a big step forward for me just as a, as a starting point anyway yeah, I think that that's fair fair point there. And and Kieran, I'll ask a, a a very similar question to you. What can we expect from any manager that does come in? What what qualities must they have to to be appointed Rangers manager? Apart from the obvious, is there anything you know you can think of that that we've that Geo and Bill were were lacking pretty much? It's hard to say. Um, historically, we've always um, we've always had managers in that carry themselves very, very well with decorum and they're very well mannered and they look good in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as, as a club, we do have great traditions where the manager has to be the focal point in the face of the club and we're not, I'm trying to think the best way to put this, we're not a club that's going to put someone out there that's just going to throw sound bites out to the media and try and cause trouble and disruption. Like you've got to carry yourself well as a Rangers manager. Aside from that, on what Ian said there, as a fan, you want to see a bit of style and a bit of identity. And it feels like I've been saying the two words for so long on this podcast off the back of what Michael Beale did. If we want to see that as fans, how do you think the players feel? They need direction. So... I think the main ingredient in what James Bisgrove and John Bennett will be sitting down and they'll have a criteria of what they're looking for and it will be along the lines of they'll be asking the guys, look, how do you play? How would you set up the team? How would you work with this squad of players? And let's be honest, this squad of players, I just don't know if we're good enough to do anything. Yeah. Being very honest. Yeah, so listen, fair enough. I, I, I just don't... It's a hard one for a manager to come into, but he's got to stamp his authority. Now, if it's Muscat or it's Clement, then fair play. I'll support either one of them. I think a favour towards Clement at the moment. Um, just going off what everyone's saying, but I don't know if I'm getting dragged a wee bit into the social media side of things. But regardless, the players have got to know what they're doing as soon as they cross that line on the pitch. And as soon as that happens, I think it'll be pretty evident to us as fans. Yes, I know. I was laughing there because I can just imagine in the managerial process, you know, Bennett or Bisgrove asking, like, how would you work with these players and all the managers going, nah, don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> just stand up and walk now. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, you know, it's definitely something we'll come on to in the podcast because both of these managers, you know, have had it levelled at them that they are good at improving existing players we know certainly one of them in Clement has got experience with working with one or two players in the in the current Rangers squad as well but before we get on to um uh, Clement you know I'll, I'll start with you obviously there's a two front runners Clement and Muscat want to start in Muscat delve into his playing style a little bit he says you know he plays a very attacking uh intent football using all 11 players in the pitch um you know, it got possession, very fluid, and everybody, every report I've read, you know, it says you know, 
exciting football type thing. Uh, I was reading a wee article. It was actually, I think it was Foot Kick, which is like a, I've never been on Foot Kick before. It's a Japanese football website. Uh, and there was, what drew me to the article was the two sort of big names in it. One was was Manuel Akanji. They played them in a, in a pre-season match against Yokohama. And, and what he said about that game was they played very well. There's some very good players trying to play from the back and did it very well. In terms of similarities with us, there are some in common, but I think their build-up is a little different from ours because their striker drops deep and both wingers stay high. We don't do that often. And this was the bit that really, really excited me, by the way, when he said it is more like a Brighton and Hove Albion and the Marinos did it well today. What's your thoughts on, on, on a style of play like that coming to Rangers? I'd be very much for it, for a start. It's so bizarre because... When you do a bit of research, you see what kind of Muscat was like as a player that couldn't be more opposite from that by the sounds of it. I mean, he was this defensive thug, I think a lot of people would brand him as, <laughs> and yet he seems to play such beautiful, attractive, stylish football. Um, it's something I think would do well for us as a club, but come back to the players' side of it, I don't know if we have the players to facilitate that kind of play right now. I mean, we've not got a winger that I'd be comfortable starting with long-term, so there's a problem straight away if you're looking at this high-intensity play with wingers on each side cutting in and supporting the attack. I don't think we've got the players to do that. A lot of our players are on the sort of wrong side of their career, so if you're going to be trying to change players at this point, I think that's the problem we've had for a long time here. Guys like Tav, Barisic, Goldson, Lundstrom have had multiple managers now, getting multiple methods and styles they've tried to play. I don't think you get enough out of that, and I don't see us making wholesale changes in January. We're not going to sell 10 by 10 kind of thing, so... If we want some sort of success this season, I don't think the style works for us right now, albeit it sounds like what every fan wants to watch, what everyone wants to see. And at the very least, it would hopefully improve some of the play and make Ibrox a bit of a better place to start going to again, that less of a slog kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's big praise. I mean, if, if your guy like Pep Guardiola is praising you as a manager, you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, he's also won titles as well. He's got a bit of winning behind him. He had that bad spell in Belgium, but he only had six months there. I don't think you've got enough time there to kind of make a change if you're going to be changing a whole like, radical style of play and stuff like that. So I think it comes with a caveat that if he comes here, he's going to need some time to implement that change. And I think you guys know as well as I do, you don't get that at Ibrox. We're not going to sit patiently watching for six months, hoping it eventually kicks in. He could soon be at the door if it goes pear-shaped quickly. Yeah, 100%. I think that's whether or not the Rangers fans are, are willing to give them time. It's You're just very, very rarely going to get that in Glasgow. And I think in uh, John Adams here said something in relation to here. We don't have any wingers. I think he's trying to give me an aneurysm with this comment, but he says we have uh, Scott Wright. I'm never a winger. So uh, there we go. Um, look, as, as Ian just mentioned there, Pep Guardiola in that same game also praised the style of play. It's If you've got Pep Guardiola saying you're doing all right, uh, that's always good to have in the CV. I'm sure he's mentioned it once or twice in his the interview with, with Bisgrove and, and Bennett. But in terms of what Pep Guardiola says about their playing style, he said, I say, wow, I watch Yokohama and I like what I see. Maybe because we're in the same football group, the City football group, they're doing a very good job. Uh, it will be so difficult for us because they are so aggressive. They are dynamic in their process. They build up everything they do. I like it. I don't. I can't see much higher praise coming from from many better managers in, in world football at the minute. Um, 
the other thing I was going to say, Kieran, was I was looking at some of the stats uh, in that in that same article from the J League. That Yokohama team, they are highest in possession, highest in passing accuracy. They are the highest. This was a stat I've never seen before. Highest in penalty area entries, and also something that I don't know how many times I've heard the whole Ibrox screaming, "Take a shot." take a shot from outside the box, they've got the highest shots uh, and that's been in Kevin Muscat's whole time since he was appointed Yokohama manager. Do you see this style of play being translated well in Scotland? I don't know. I don't know. Personnel is the big, big thing here that can we have guys like Tav and Borna bombing up and down the line? I just don't think so. The other side of 30 in that sense. Um, there's something about that appointment I just don't like. I just don't like, and it seems slightly lazy again. Like because Geo was kind of like the social media choice, then Bill was a social media choice. That's what it felt like, and we appointed them. This kind of feels the same. I just don't think we would be mentioning Muscat's name had it not been for the success of Ange across the city. And maybe I'm doing a guy with a bit of disrespect, and I've don't have the knowledge that other people have here, but. For me, with Muscat, it seems like another project. I mean, Bill was a project. Gerard was a project. You could maybe even say Gio was a project that worked to an extent. But at the moment, we don't need another project. I think the highest level he's coached that was Belgium, and it didn't really go his way. So for me, as much as I know about Clement, didn't know anything about him until about a week ago. It just seems to me that Clement's the more experienced manager who's won titles at a higher level. In terms of in terms of Muscat and his style of play, I think we would absolutely love to watch it if the players could do it. Do I think our players could do it? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, yeah, that I think that's the the question on everybody's mind is: Do we have the the squad and the and the personnel to to translate into that style of play? But there's a caveat to that as well that we talk about a squad rebuild. Like, how many rebuilds are over one window? Uh, yeah. but, but, like, from the summer, like, how many rebuilds are over one window? Never ever. It's a continual thing. Well, that we are going to have to sign in January. If we did bring another Cantwell or Raskin quality of player in in January, then that's all part of the rebuild. And that's what we should be looking to do. It can't be eight or nine players a season. It's got to be one or two peppered in to improve the squad. And that's the that's the ongoing thing that it should be. And I know we're not here to talk about a director of football, but that's the type of role that they should be implementing. Yeah, one hundred percent as 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 you said, it's it's just it's I'm so sick of hearing that word rebuild. And you know, that's not from you, but it's just how many times we heard it in the past few years. The one thing for certain is that the board must get this appointment 100%. Right. Um, Ian Callum C here says Muscat sits second and won one out of his last five. Doesn't sound good. Um, and Scott Hammond here says, uh, Has Muscat built his own team? I'm led to believe he's inherited his team from Ange. Not sure if that's true. I, I think there is an element to that, but. Uh, my understanding was is that I think they lost four or five very, very good players at the start of this season. Uh, where have you heard this before? You know, they didn't re- invest in the squad enough. 
And and despite that, I think the view in Japan is that he's done pretty well being in second. Uh, and I think there's five or six games left to go over in the Japanese season. So they could, in theory, still win a title and, and still win a league uh, cup. But one of the biggest criticisms that I've heard saying is, is that his style of play will work in the SPFL, but it will not work in Europe. Is that a concern? No, for me. I, okay. on, that, on that point alone... <clears throat> I get that European football is like massive towards the club and it's, it's where the money is obviously and stuff, but I'm just craving some domestic success, to be honest. See, if we won every game in Scotland and battled every game in Europe, I'd be quite a happy guy, to be honest. Um, obviously, if we do well in the league, it then leads into the Champions League spots and automatic qualification as well. So that's the guaranteed money sitting there. So I wouldn't be put off purely because of a possible continental issue. I don't think that's the main thing for us just now but like like we we're saying that I just don't there's something about Muscat I'm just not into I don't know if it's the playing career and how mental he was and I, I, I was saying to you before I was going through like just his Wikipedia and different bands he's got he's got bands for elbowing multiple times he started multiple brawls he's ended <laughs> multiple players careers that's just over a two or three year spell and then goes back to Australia as this experienced pro captain and ends another boy's career so it's just if you like that on the pitch, I get it that fans might want to see like that kind of mental guy in the sideline shouting and bawling and screaming. It's just not what I think is suitable for us just now. I think our squad's too delicate for that kind of hothead to go in, just try and rip things up, scream at people. It's just not going to go down well. I think if you look at guys like Dessers, he needs a cuddle. He needs somebody to say, oh, you're a good footballer. You are. I don't know if he is. I don't think he is right now, to be honest, but. He'd stuck There's probably something in there. Aye, exactly. <laughs> he wouldn't last a minute with him in there after a couple of shots he's had, but it doesn't suit what we've got just now. And I'm pretty certain that at least, what, 80% of that squad is going to be here for at least the summer. So we need something to come in and improve them, not to go and kill half of them. So, exactly, aye. So it's, it's just not ticking enough boxes for me. No, I think I think that's fair enough. I mean, for what it's worth, I totally agree. I think I, I'm leaning towards a Clement appointment as well. I, I think he has settled down a bit as a manager because, I, I, again, from reading that article, I do not think you get away with any of that stuff. I think if, you know, you can get fined in Japan, you know, because of their culture, it's not aggressive and stuff like that. It's, I, I think if you celebrate too vigorously, you can get fined in Japan type things. So I, I certainly think he's he's mellowed in terms of, of that aspect. But look, Kieran, my final question on, on, on Kevin Muscat as a, as a potential Rangers manager is he's, he's simply not won enough for me. Are you in agreement? I think one Japanese title and, and, and one Australian league, okay, it's something that we have been saying that we need a winner, we need a manager that has actually won and held silverware uh, with a team. For me, that's just not enough. Do you feel the same? 110%. I think if Kevin Muscat was in for this job when Gio was on the brink, then I think he'd have much more of a chance in terms of Right, here's a guy who has the potential to be very good. He's got a track record at a certain level, being Japan, that has is proven at that level to be a good manager, working, I think someone said it in the comments, with the sixth lowest budget in the league and being in the top two. So in that sense, yes, but we'll just come off the back of a field manager who had six months' experience. He was pretty successful as an assistant to Gerard. And it was more of a gamble that 
we took and it didn't work out. So in terms of Muscat, I think he falls straight in at that bracket of being, well, he's more experienced than Bill, but again, he's, he's not won as much as Bill. Uh, uh, sorry, Bill hadn't won as much as him. So <laughs> when you look at it like that, they, they both fall into the same bracket here and we don't need another project. It's not Project Rangers. We really need to appoint someone who has proven at domestic level, Clement, and has also proven that he can hang at the top level in Europe, Clement again. Mm-hmm. So for me, Clement ticks more boxes than Muscat does. Muscat comes in, I'm going to cheer him all the way until, <laughs> until such times. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, that's it. I said this. I, I, I agree largely with what you said there. You actually bring me on to my, my next point very nicely because for me... The front runner, and, and I'll stick with you here, Kieran, is absolutely Philippe. Come on, I think I'm I'm subtly nailing my colours to the mast with my, <laughs> my Belgian top on tonight. So, listen, I'm, I've never been afraid in hiding it. I think I, if you remember, there was that infamous uh, "This Is Ibrox" uh, clip with my Van Bronckhorst strip going about it when when he was getting announced as a manager. So, and we all know how that turned out. So, there we go. Um, but um, listen, as I said last week, I literally tagged them onto the end of my list. Didn't know an awful lot about them. A week has passed since then. I have been seriously, seriously impressed by this guy. Okay, it doesn't seem to have worked out at Monaco. Again, similar to Muscat in terms of it looks like quite a few players went out the door without replacing or without reinvestment into the squad. Um, But one of my favourite things that I've read about him in terms of of his style of play, and as a phrase I've repeated, I've seen in several articles, is, is he does not have one. <laughs> he he <laughs> adapts. He looks at you know opponents' weaknesses and identifies areas where they can be got at, and and is not afraid to change formations. I know again, I feel like I'm talking a lot about Geo in this podcast, but that Dortmund game that was one of the happiest days of my life, not because of the result, but because we changed tactics in the middle of a game uh, and this is something I would love to see Ibrooks. do you think this style of adapting being fluid being flexible will work in, in Scotland it definitely has to listen I grew up um, watching an advocate team where he's pulled off Premiership winner Andre Kinchelskis after 17 minutes in a game where it wasn't working now to be a manager in that situation in a packed Ibrooks and make changes like that just purely for tactical knowing what you're doing takes balls and for me that everything you're telling me seems like he's got that about him too um 
you look back as early as the last old firm game, how many of us sat there in the first five, ten minutes and said, why in God's name is Cantwell at right mid and Dressers up front? Pull, see if you're there and you're ballsy and you're a big-time manager. You've met, you've got it wrong. You pulled Dressers off, you put a centre mid on and you put Cantwell into the ten row or the false nine. And that's what, that's what we should have done, but we're not going to look back. Um, but there, I think Paul said it in the comments there, Clement doesn't just have a plan A, B, he also has C, D, E and F if needed. I think that's correct. I think that was in an article um, where they touched on Thomas Buffel, who had worked with him previously, saying that the players are very well drilled on if it's to be a high press, if it's to sit deep, how he likes to be in possession and how we're going to be about, go about it in games. So... Yeah, for me, Clement thinks a lot of boxes, but I think it's worthwhile talking about the negative side of things. Um, I did say he done well in Europe, but he's never won a knockout game. I think he always seems to get there. He averaged a 63% win rate in the league um, with Club Bruges. Um, Bill's just been sacked with a 76% and Gio a 70%. Saying that, the Scottish League isn't exactly the Belgian League. I'd expect that to be a lot stronger than ours. But no... For me, Clement, all day long, as well as a lot of egos in that dressing room. And when I look back like you did, when you look at the players that he's had, guys like, uh, is it Decisi that's uh, Chelsea now? Um, he also had Noah Lang, who he done very well with. And listen to reports that when he left, Noah Lang sort of his form dipped, so he gets the best out of players. Um, guys like Trossard, who's now at Arsenal, You've also got Sander Berg, who I'm right in saying he's at Burnley now. So he's worked with some big-time players, and these guys were pretty young when he had them, so they've obviously developed into very good players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's definitely something we'll come on to in terms of his his record with, with younger players, given that as Rangers, we always have good young players in and about the team, but they just don't seem to be getting any any game time at the moment. But Ian, I'll ask you know the same question I asked Ian there. How good uh, or how well do you think that that style of football will, will work in Scottish football in terms of, you know, I, I don't know, because I'm finding it difficult to even go, what, how do you play against what are like for example Kamarnock's weaknesses what are Livingston's weaknesses type thing because whenever we play them they just sit with that low ball block do you see this style working well in Scottish football? It was funny you mentioned the Geo thing because I remember like you say Dortmund they switched it up and European especially Geo was a bit of a mastermind so clever at working out a team especially over two legs it was brilliant but I think Geo overdone that domestically like he would look at right, what can Kilmarnock do here? What can St. Johnson do? What can Hib? I would rather Rangers mind just say, like, what do we do to mess them up kind of thing? Which I think Gio never got that balance properly, hence why domestically it just never really kicked off for him. As long as Clement has that side of it in the bag, I think it would be a lot better. I mean, he's came from one of the bigger teams in Belgium, so I'd imagine he's going to come up against teams with that kind of low block, the back, back five upon back five kind of thing. I'd hope he's got a decent strategy of kind of breaking that thing down and if so then we're not a winner clearly <clears throat> but I don't know I think Clement's not the perfect fit for me overall but he's probably the best of all the names that are linked which is a bit of a backhanded compliment but it's the market we're in just now like we're not going to get a pep a clock kind of thing so they keep saying tick boxes but if I'm going through what I want the winner he seems to understand, sort of manage a big team, albeit I don't think 
no disrespect, Genk or Club Rouge are as big as us. Hmm. They're probably the biggest teams in Belgium kind of thing, so it kind of links in. And then, not to touch on sort of the next few points, but I think he's used to working with a director of football or technical director, whatever kind of term we're putting on that. And I think that's something we need to bring to Ibrooks. So, like I say, just ticks more boxes than it doesn't. So I'd be more for that one. Yeah, 100%. Um, and again, something that, that, that was touched on earlier on here, Kieran, I'll, I'll come to you in this one, that he's got, a, I think you said it yourself, he's got a fantastic record of working with some players and, and improving them. I think the one that sticks out, I think the one player you never mentioned and all that, and, and the list that I have as well was, a, a, oh God, I can never say it, Tushimeni. You know yes. the guy that's went over from uh, Genk to Real Madrid. I've seen comments of 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 him saying that you know part of his success was down to Philippe Clement. Um, is this something that we will need? Do you think that he can improve players in this existing squad? Yeah, I think there's a number of players in our squad needs a sort of arm around their shoulder. Um, look at Nico Raskin. He came in like a house in fire, and his form slightly dipped along with. Basically, the whole squad under Bill. There's a player I think right off the top of my head could improve under him. Sifuentes, we're still not seeing the best of. We know what he can produce. We've not really seen it yet. Even guys like Ridvan Yilmaz, like we've yet to see him kick on. There is a lot of young players in that squad that need given a chance. Now, the flip side of that is are there players in our youth ready to break through? Bailey Rice, McCausland, maybe the two off the top of the head, Lowry possibly coming back in January. Are these guys ready? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. But there is a fresh sort of youth in that team. Guys like, I don't know, Seema that we're going to get on as well. I know he's not our player. You never know what can happen at the end of the season. But he's only 20 as well. Danilo's still pretty young, 24. So there is a lot of room for development in the squad, given a style and given a guy that knows what he's doing um, with players. Um for me, from what I've read and what I've seen, it favours a four-four-two, which, funnily enough, is coming back into fashion. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm all four-two up front. Ian said it. Like teams sit with two banks of five. Like, why not play two up front? We've been crying out for this for ages. We've sat for the past five years and watched a solo striker with two wingers or two inverted tens off of them. Like, give us two up front. Go back to the days. That, Used to watch guys like Haitley McCoy, Perso Novo. Like I could be here for days naming good partnerships up there, but historically our success, our most successful teams have played two up front. One hundred percent, I totally agree. It would be fascinating to see a four four two back at Ibrox, and again, <laughs> something that I would not be opposed to. Um, but who's going to play in the wings? Again, another question we could spend the whole podcast asking. Uh, Pete Lawrence here says you bring in someone like Clement, and he will, will somewhat take the terms of the contract. If you want him, it does come with risk. And RFC seventy two says Clement isn't scared of a big call either. He dropped a uh, De Caltre a couple of times. Who was. Bruges' best player as well um, and there's one last week comment here Paul McGarrigal says it and I'll bring it to you Ian, he says Kyle you may have missed my comment about Clement, if it is him do you think you could build a team round Raskin, Rice Lowry and Lovelace that, <laughs> I think Kieran's <laughs> let us know his thoughts on that one already I think if anybody comes in they would be crazy not to build a team round Cantwell, he is the jewel in the crown for us and it was Bill's biggest mistake not to build his team around him. So for me, while well, I get Paul's point, I, I just don't think that group of players is who the team should be built around. 
Cantwell, I've said it before and they get clipped up. I can say he's arguably one of the best players in the league and our team should be built around him. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Ian, what do you think? Do you think that, that a team could be built around these guys and and even extending that question a bit further, given that Paul uh, Paul Clement, um, Philippe Clement has, has got an, ex, an excellent track record with, with youth players. Could we see guys like Rice coming in, Loveless, Lowry, King, Divine, all sort of featuring the squad? Is this something that you would look to as well? I think me and you are quite similar in terms of like we always want youth promoted. Lovely being the kind of main man that I've had <laughs> on the team for months. I know you're the exact same. Um, so there is opportunity to play them, but as Kieran says, we can't just bleed these guys in and say, on you go, that's fine. I think at Rangers, you've got a great opportunity in most games where after an hour, you, I was going to say we're usually winning, but it's about 50 50 now. But when you're winning, there's so much scope to like give Rice half an hour here, put Divine on, give Tav a rest. There's so much scope that we just don't do. And players aren't going to get used to playing for Rangers if they don't get a little 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, cup games kind of thing. So if Clement has got this great background with youth, as we're talking about, like Tuchemeni's with Real Madrid, he's one of the best defensive mids in the world now. You've got so many more examples that you just mentioned there, but I don't think you go gun-ho for that tactic right now because if that goes again if that goes wrongly for a couple of games then players could shrink very quickly I mean that's the whole point I think of Lowry getting this year at Hearts just now see what he yeah. can do in the league give him that full year break in the team become a main player on the team kind of thing and then at that point getting back involved with us right now I'd say it's more working with the pros you've got rather than trying to bleed in five six youngsters at once that's just a disaster waiting to happen I think yeah, 100%. I think it's interesting because, as we said, we've all said in this podcast that we don't think that the current playing squad will be able to to adapt and to suit a sort of high-tempo style of play, which looks like whatever manager we're going to get out of these two, if it is one of these two, it certainly looks that way. I think from my point of view as well, another thing that I know, I just thought about come on was the fact that obviously there's there's a few Flemish connections in the squad and I use that term a bit loosely when I'm talking about the fact that you know Danilo's played in, in Holland we've got Lammers as well who's obviously Dutch I think the fact that Matondo's played in Belgium had a very 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 good season in Belgium at that uh, Dessers has play, played under him at Genk which could be huge because he has been for lack of just dross this season uh, and I think one of the most important things is we've got in my opinion, one of the sort of best Belgian under twenty three talents in terms of Nico Raskin, and I think this could really, really propel his Rangers career as well. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be dead interesting to see to see who comes in. I think we're all kind of leaning towards Philippe Comon tonight. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, definitely, I'd say so too. And just come back slightly on the part about bringing youth through. Is there an argument to say that it doesn't matter which manager comes in? Like the way we are structured as a club, that is very difficult for us to produce youth, given that the manager's under pressure from the word go that he has to win the league. Now, are you going to go and solely rely on youth with that? Chances are few and far between for our youngsters, unless they're top, top caliber. And at the moment, they're not getting that game time to do that. So something needs to change there outside the manager because it makes it very difficult for them. But now leaning heavily towards Clement, I'd be delighted if it was him. But if it's Muscat, we all get behind him and he, he'll he come with a point to prove because he'll know that, obviously. But 
yeah, I think I'd be surprised at the moment if it wasn't Clement. It just ticks more boxes than than Muscat. Yeah, 100%. And just as an aside, Jordan Rennie, I've seen your comment a couple of times uh, about asking for a poll on the YouTube whether people would prefer Muscat or Clement. And my understanding is that is up and live just now. So go and get voting in there because I'm I'm dead excited to see who, who comes out and talk with us, who's got the Rangers fan support because I've, at the minute, Everybody I speak to, I know we're all, all and all three in, in agreement here, but that's that's quite a, a rare thing. Is three people being on the same podcast and, and all being in agreement in terms of their the preferred candidate for for the manager's job. Um, but yeah, let us know in the poll, and uh, by the end of the the podcast, I'll I'll, I'll get I'll bring that up and and we'll see what it is. Um, look. Ian, I'll come to you in the next few point here. Something uh, still within sort of realms of of the backroom staff and all that stuff, but I've heard it so many times over the past sort of few well, since Bill got sacked. Basically, you, you know what I'm going to say is we need a Rangers man in there. Um, again, heard it wasn't done for the previous two managers with, with Bill and Gio. I don't know how you can say a guy that was in the coaching staff uh, or assistant manager effectively for the best part of three years wasn't a Rangers man. And I don't know how you can say that Gio, who played for the club under a very, very successful spell, wasn't a Rangers man as well. Um, but despite this, I'm going to ask you that question. Do we need somebody of that sort of mentality in the backroom staff Again, let us know in the comments if, if you think this is the case and any guys that you would you would bring in for that. Um, I don't want to sound like ultra staunch, but I think we do. <laughs> um, probably quite a rare opinion, I think, because, again, if a guy comes in, he's got a perfect style, perfect, we, we should win most games kind of thing, but I don't think it does any harm to have someone there who's played for us, won for us, but isn't making the final call the way like Gio was or Bill was. Just to have that kind of background, just more for those kind of tricky games like at Rugby Park, at Pitodry kind of thing. Just a little note or two about what can help. Again, I don't want someone just there for the sake of it. I'd, I'd hope they're there as a coach because they're a good coach. They just also happen to be, I don't know if that guy exists, but I think Stephen Davis would tick a lot of boxes for that. Like I could see him being a manager further down the line, not just now, obviously. I don't think he's ready for it, but whether it's coach here for a little while, go away and learn your trade and come back. I think it's just a perfect recipe. He's got that great temperament. He knows what it's like to win for the club. He's played under some incredible managers. A guy like that, I'd be way on board with coming in. Mm-hmm. If, like I say, but if it's just a guy to come in and just be staunch and just stand around, I don't see why that, that would bring any benefit. But I don't think it would do this squad any harm to have a glorified <laughs> Rangers fan winner who's played for us in there. Just that I don't see too many negatives with it. So what I'm hearing you from that is, is that you want Alan McGregor in the backroom staff? Is that right? I was going to say, can you imagine a team, a, a, a Rangers management team with, with Muscat and Buddy McGregor on it? <laughs> I'd, pay, I'd pay my entry fee just for that alone, to be fair. Um Kieran, look, there's a couple of names that are coming up in the in the comments here. Uh, Paul McGarrigal says we already have that in Davis, and for what it's worth, I think if 
I can imagine Davis being the type of guy that wants to to, to continue his, his his Northern Ireland you know career, extend it for as long as possible in terms of playing for them. Given that he's such a stalwart, I can see him playing for a team in Northern Ireland or something like that. To be honest with you, um, another name that was mentioned by the Blue Bells of Blue that I didn't really uh, think of here. He said Thomas Buffo, which I think we mentioned before. Um, who did I have written down? I had all the sort of usual suspects. You've got your your Alex Rays, um, and 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 the other name that I've seen quite a lot is is Kevin Thompson. Uh, are you in agreement with Ian? I, I'm going to get some some staunch points by saying that we need a, a Rangers man on the bench, or or do you think that in modern football it's just it, it's not necessarily uh, not necessary? I should say. I think Ian hit the nail right in the head by saying that about the tricky ties, like away to Aberdeen, Hibs, Hearts, these sort of ties, because anybody that's coming in with a fresh pair of eyes is going to watch Hibs and Hearts and Aberdeen and teams like that and think, right, they're quite expansive, they come out and play, but they don't play like that against us. So it doesn't necessarily have to be someone on the bench, but someone in the background working with that team that has a knowledge of how these teams set up with us that can advise them and point them in the right direction in terms of, right, okay, they go about it a lot differently than they do usually. They'll sit in, they'll try and hit us on the break, and as eleven teams, as 10 teams out of 11 will do against us in the league. So, yeah, having that knowledge in the background to give the manager that wee bit of input um, and so that it doesn't have to make the, the mistake once to then learn from it. If we can avoid that, then we're in a situation where we can't afford that at the moment. So if we can avoid that, it would be great. So it doesn't have to be the biggest blue nose that's ever put on a strip for us. It can just be someone in the background that can sort of guide them a wee bit um, in terms of, I remember Kashinia done it with Johansson, um, if, if we recall correctly. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, someone with a bit of knowledge of how teams would set up against us and what it is like here. Yeah, one, 100%. Um, I, I honestly don't know where I sit on this one. I think I, I just felt like at times that maybe people were, were putting too much in, um, importance in having a, a, a Rangers man in and amongst the, the backroom staff. But maybe it is something that, that we are lacking. You know, again, I, I said Alan McGregor's name in jest, but I mean, I think that was something that we were all talking about before and on the previous Wednesday podcast, Kieran, that we need somebody that's going to go in and, and give the players a, a boot up the arse at times and or, or go mental at them. And McGregor was not afraid to do that on the pitch in front of 50,000 people at Ibrook. So I can only imagine what it'd be like uh, in terms of the, the backroom staff as well there. Um, look, just I'll keep it real. There's a comment. I've seen this comment quite a few times. Uh, there's so many comments coming in. There just wasn't past, but... Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go to you here on this one. There's a comment about saying that we need to bring more Scottish players into the squad. So two managers, a Belgian manager and, and an Australian manager. I can't see us now, if we're getting either the two of them with our, with our sort of transfer heads on, an influx of Scottish players coming into that squad. How Again, how important is it to have to have Scottish players in, in the current squad? And can you see us going on and investing in Scottish talent? My worry is there that we're a bit late for it, to be honest. Like I, I think the guys who would have done as a job, you know, Lewis Ferguson, Doy, Nisbet maybe, they've all moved on and probably moved up a stage from us at this point. So I don't see them coming. I saw someone say we should bring Lewis Ferguson back in January. He's, gonna, he's a 15, 20 million pound player now. That's, that's, he's, he's gone. <laughs> <clears throat> we've missed the boat there. Um, so if I look at who is 
like, available now, I don't. No one stands out. And I mean, we've got guys like Scott Wright. He's Scottish. He doesn't. He doesn't do what we want him to do, kind of thing. So, I don't think just being Scottish is enough. Um, obviously, if they're good enough, brilliant. I think we've got enough guys coming through just now, like your Rice, Lowry, Divine. Maybe I could put in there as well, who are Scottish who can be about the future. But I would love us to have a core of Scottish players. I think that would have been brilliant for us. It's it's what I grew up watching success wise. Guys like Boyd, Naismith, Whitaker, Thompson, Fergus, guys like this were like my heroes growing up, so I, I feel like it would have been brilliant, but I think we're now at a stage that we're going to have a foreign manager, probably a foreign director of football eventually. I just don't, unless the guys come through in the back of this current crop, kind of like you're under 18 level just now, I don't think it's it's going to be happening for us anytime soon, sadly. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's... Uh, uh, the amount of money we would need to to go out and get Lewis Ferguson or stuff like that—that's one that I think we can. Is long gone now, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see. It's something that you know keeps coming up. We need it again, Kieran. I'll, I'll ask the sort of same question to you. Do you think that the squad needs a core of Scottish players, a core of British players, even um, if you're looking at it? I suppose I suppose we do have that at the minute. We've got a lot of English um, players that are, that are starting for us at the moment. Um, and, and the other question is, is, do you think that this squad is just going to get completely torn up? I think I think I, I may have said it in, not anger, but with my with my hot head on in, in, in the This Is Ibrox group chat. And I know he gets bashed a lot and I know he scored two goals at the weekend and all that stuff. But I mean, I'm just using this as an example. Could you, for instance, see like Sterling replacing Tav, you know, Yilmaz replacing? Placing Barisic because they are sort of two players. Golson and Lundstrom as well seem to be the other two that are getting a lot of the fans' ire at the minute. Can you just see the whole thing getting ripped up and and you know these players being been moved on, or do you don't think it will be as drastic as that? I'll be honest, it won't be as drastic as that. I really can't see it being like that again. I just think that Tavin Golson, yes, they've dipped. The rest of the squad have dipped, but. I feel like the fans have always got a scapegoat, and I know that's not going to be popular. We're going to get a new manager in, and if that doesn't work, the next guy's going to be Bisgrove and Bennett. And then if they go, who's the next guy's going to be? There's always a scapegoat with our fans. So rip it up and start again has got to finish. We just can't keep doing that. Ian, again, I completely agree with you. We missed the boat with the young Scottish talent. We can't let that happen again. I remember back when Le Guin went and Walter Smith came in right away, signs guys like Davy Weir, and then the names of Ian Randolph, your Smiths even going to get Whitaker, Thompson. Um, it's just a real core of not just Scottish talent, but guys that were doing it in the same league as us at the time. Now, people people will say, we wouldn't be interested in Lewis Ferguson had they not had the name of one of our most successful captains. Lewis Ferguson was having a great season for Aberdeen yeah. the year that he left, and we should have been all over it. Now, now people can argue we would have paid the Rangers tax, Look what we're paying for players like Dessers and Lammers. Like, that would be better spent elsewhere. And 
totally get what you're saying. If it's going to be a foreign manager coming in with potentially a foreign director of football um, or a British director of football, we know that Paul Mitchell has been floating about as well, who's famously worked with um, Philippe Clement. I keep going to call him Jeremy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as we need to be buying the best talent in the league. That's where we've been successful in the past, and that's what we need to get back to now. I know we touched on it previously when we spoke about it in the group chat. If I'm right in saying this, we're currently reducing our UK-based scout system and moving more towards a statistical-based scouting approach. I don't know where that leaves us in terms of homegrown players, but it's definitely somewhere we need to go. And I touched on it earlier in the show. We're not producing the players in the academy that are used for the uh, ready for the first team. We have to go and cherry-pick the best of the league from the teams around us. That's just the short long of it. Yeah, 100%. There's some there's some interesting names getting banded about in the comments that, that I'll go uh, and read out there. Uh, fo- follow the money trail, says Tavin Bonabarisic needs showing the door. Uh, the Jers 56 says Shankland is better than Dessers. Do you know what? I, what are you going to this say there? Season, this season, maybe not. He's not scored in, what is it, eight league games? He's got one goal this season. Yeah. And he's absolutely shafting my fantasy football team at the minute, so he better get he better get scoring some goals soon, big uh, Shankland, because I think he's got one more week as my captain. But that's a <laughs> that's another story for another time. Um, and James Glasgow finally here says the young boy at Motherwell looks like a player Miller. I think he's called. He did. He was very impressive in that that game for for what is he seventeen year olds? He was absolutely pulling the strings in the middle of that pitch. But uh, with a first name like Lennon. I'm not. I'm not sure how well that'll go down with Ibrox crowd. He's Bailey Rice's best mate, and he's as far as I'm led to believe he's a Rangers fan. So, I I I do like that. Right, if we were to buy him, maybe he wouldn't be ready to go right into our first team. Mm-hmm. But why aren't we doing deals where we're loaning them back to the team where they've come from? Like just common sense, where he would be getting game time where he is already, and. We're, we're going to hold on to them in future. That's, that's where, what we should do, and it's quite frustrating. Yeah, but you mean like what all these big clubs like Bayern Munich and Barcelona and Real Madrid do is buy all the young talent and instantly loan them back out to the club? That's never going to work, Kieran. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> right, I want to end the... I was going to say the podcast on a positive note, but I suppose it largely has been quite positive. Um, but this is just something I was having a conversation with with, with one of my pals at the weekend, and, and I thought... Uh, I thought I better mention this just to, to sort of stick it to him, but I just want to talk about Abdullah Sima. Uh, Ian, just before we go, he's a player that that I think has been massively underrated by by the Rangers support this season, despite how terrible we have been playing at times. Uh, I, I, the Limassol game that you unfortunately had to go post-match on for that. Um, for me, he was one of the standout players, got the goal, he scored eight goals already for us this season. He's one of the few players that can actually play with any sort of width in this team. And he scored some really important goals. I just want to f- throw some love on him pretty much. What have you made of Abdullah Seema's season so far? Yeah, he's, he's fully turned me around, to be honest. Um at the start, I think it was that PSV game, the first, what, 44 minutes of that game, I thought he's the worst player I've seen at Ibrox for a long, long time. But why do we like Sakala go, bring this guy in, blah, blah, blah. And then he put one right in the top corner and promptly shut me up, so I was delighted at that. But no, as you say, six starts, six goals from that, eight in total. And he's doing all that in a team that's massively underperforming here. So if you can do that when a team's not doing well, 
if we do bring in a manager who kicks us into life, gets players back in form, he, he is pretty nailed on to be our top scorer this season, which is no mean feat when you've got a guy like Tav putting the ball in the top corner every two minutes. Um, but delayed for him. Delayed for him. I, it's annoying that he's only on loan because I think the better he does, the more we might need to pay. I've not heard anything about a fee being involved, like when he's optional fees put in place. Hopefully there's a wee backhanded one sitting there waiting to get to agreed on, but we saw what happened with Tillman, obviously, so we need to make sure that Sila enjoys himself while he's here. Um, <laughs> but now nah, buzzing for him, and it, it's good to have a bit of positivity up front, which seems like the first time this season, so all for it. Yeah, and Kieran, look, there's some comments coming in here. Uh, Thomas H says, Sima isn't a good player, but he's a great striker of the ball. Pete Lawrence says, Sima is always a nuisance of a presence. Uh, RFC72 said, Sima's a better version of fashion. And the Jairs56 says, Sima is the only one fighting for the shirt. Uh, Just to touch on something Ian said there, I know it's very, very early in the season, but say there was uh, a buyout clause or something like that, again, I I dread to think how much that would be given that Brighton are a pretty astute team. Um, You know that their, 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 their business is going to be quite good and they're probably going to demand quite a high fee for a, a player like that. But very early on, would you take Sima at Rangers on a permanent basis? Oh, I can't hear you there, Kieran. I think we've lost you. Well, I'll I'll fire the question over to Ian. Ian, um, would you take take Sima on a permanent basis? Absolutely. Yeah, I saw one of the comments saying he's only got a year left after this season. So, like you say, Brighton are no mugs. They're not going to give us him for free. They're not going to give us like, cut price. But if they don't see a place for him... I, I'd imagine they're quite happy to let him go. He's obviously went in there, only been there a year or so, a year and a half, I think it was. Didn't really play at all. A couple of loans at this point. So if you're talking the kind of money we paid for Dessa's going to see one instead, that's, that's ideal. Yeah. Um, my big worry with this squad is getting the money back for the guys we've brought in. So it's annoying the one on loan is the one that's doing well. But that's why you loan him. Obviously, if, if he'd came in on loan and done terribly, just get rid of him. No risk. But I just hope, I know that the structure we've got in place at the time, you'd imagine there was some kind of optional fee put in there or mandatory fee. I don't know these kind of things these days, but I'm hoping something's set in stone. That if he does keep this current form up, then we've got a fee sitting there, pay that. I'd be more than happy for him to become a full-time player. Yeah, Kieran, are you back with us? Can can you hear us? Can we hear you? Yes, uh, I was just getting stuck out here listening to you. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, touching on C-Man, where we were, um, just feel like, do you ever get the impression that we're part of this social experiment that Rangers were built to frustrate us as fans? It's almost like we've replaced the name Malik Tillman with Abdallah Sima, that somebody else's player has come in and been our best player and there's a good chance he won't be here next season. So in terms of Sima as an individual, I love everything he's doing. Clean finishes, the one at home against PSV, beautiful. Scrappy finishes right in the box and amongst the the corner kicks, he's header away to um, Limassol. Like, we're talking the full package here, outside the box, inside the box, the scrap of goals being in the right place at the right time. I'm loving him, I really am. And I think the best is yet to come. If I remember back when the infamous game against Slavia Prague um, at Ibrox, and he led the line brilliant there, and I'm sure there was interest from Arsenal. So I think there's a wee bit of disrespect saying that he's a better version of Fashion Sakala. This guy's been bought by a Premiership team who 
will famously um, use their youth players that they bring in and just seem to churn out talent. So he is a talented player and he is so quick, it is ridiculous. I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. watching him. Yeah, 100%. Look, the, the last sort of final comments on it here, the Jers 56 says, or he alleges that Seymour's got a 13.5 million price tag at the start of the season, um, so there's no chance of signing him. He's never offered it yet. Yeah, I think that can safely rule us out uh, if we're uh, on that one. And another interesting point here by Pete Lawrence, he says, it looks like he cares too, and that counts. Tillman never looked bothered, and I, I totally agree with that. And the last comment I want to bring up is, follow the money trail, says, Kyle, are you dreaming, mate? And the only thing that I'm dreaming about is Seymour signing an a permanent contract for the famous Glasgow Rangers so um, we'll see if, if that transpires at the end of the season but look I just want to say thanks to, to both my guests uh, tonight so thank you Ian thanks very much for joining us and talking about those two managerial candidates no I'm delighted it'll be funny tomorrow when Lampard's announced so yeah <laughs> oh, come on you. <laughs> I know and, and Kieran thank, thanks to you as well that was another fun Wednesday talking about all the all the potential managers for, for Rangers again I know, here's hoping next Wednesday we're sitting here um, positively talking about a new manager and what he's going to do against Hibs. <laughs> yeah, let, let's see. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that game and, and it'll be dead interesting to see if, if somebody is in by that point. By all accounts, you know, the club seem to be still doing their, their due diligence and, and are still going through the process. Um, I know I hate that word when it's associated with Rangers because it makes me think of a of a certain manager. But uh, as always, I think. Well, sorry, I should say the poll finished. I think that got shut a few minutes ago, um, and it was overwhelmingly seventy five percent for Philippe Clement. So I think the the Rangers fans have spoken, and, and it's really really good to see that level of support for a manager that's not even through the door yet. But um, yeah, thanks to everybody for tuning in, watching. Just remember, if you haven't already, give us a, a like and subscribe in all the usual places. You can get all your latest Rangers news there. Uh, and just for all those that don't know, we have we're on all the audio platforms. If you want to catch up, or, or you miss a pod and, and you want to catch it up out and about, so that's on Apple and Spotify. But thanks everybody for for tuning in and watching. Uh, we'll be back later on in the week on the Sunday, and you never know, there might be a new manager in place by then. So take care, guys. Podcast Network.